Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of We Bought a Mic, talking 21 things we're looking forward to in 2021. I am Ernest. I am Hunter. I'm Drew. And uh, we're going to try to round up some, some pop culture items, movies, TV, and music that are most likely going to come out this year. You know, a lot of these things that we might mention um, are rollovers from 2020, things that were pushed back. But we wanted to, you know, look forward to the year as we're looking back on these lists still in 2020. We wanted to put our eye towards some of the things that that we're looking forward to because it's it's nice to look forward to things as uh, civilization crumbles in on itself around us. You know, we can only keep pop culture in mind to smile mm-hmm. and uh, and be happy. Uh, but before we do that, we have a quick teaser freezer segment for you. Do we? So let's... I'm scared. Hear what that's all about. Hello, we're here with a special teaser freezer segment of the show. Um, we're just punching this in to this episode because it's a special one with Lee Perry. Hello. Hi. So the, she, the way that you guys pitched this to us was that you were surfing Hulu and you Lee pulled up this trailer just looking for something to watch. That's not how I pitched it. No, yeah, you're right. You go ahead. I'm I'm stepping on you. So I um I'm dating a guy who has a problem. Um all three of the guys on this podcast have a problem and if you want to help me, um I'll put my number in the uh description below because I really need help. <laughs> Every single one of these guys have a serious issue where they take movies way too fucking seriously. But anyway, um, Ernest and I were flipping through and it was my time to finally pick for the first time in months, probably almost three, four years. No, you picked Princess Bride like the day before. Just because you hadn't seen it. But that's just not right. It wasn't for me. It was for you. But Ernie, you're gaslighting. That's a for whole, me. Yeah, yeah he's is, gaslighting yeah. me already. He's a toxic letterbox um, BF. For me to be able to actually... <laughs> use the remote first of all he puts it in like a locked space where i'm not usually allowed to touch it Mm -hmm. but for me to be able to touch the remote he did it for me i was flipping through trying to find something that would actually leave an impression because yeah and he just keeps going like kitten this doesn't please me yes (laughs) please find something else and he's like like stroking his beard and i'm clicking through and i'm like so nervous because i'm like if i pick something it needs to be worth his time so because we land I want on this. It, I want it to like be on the podcast. So I'm scrolling for like 30 minutes. He's looking at his phone because he just doesn't have the time of day. <laughs> and I'm reading every description. And it's then a I bad find, beat for Ernest on I this find something, yeah, I'm, I'm coming off. I find something deep, terrible. deep in the depths of whatever I'm scrolling through. I think it was one of those. What do we have? We have like. It was Hulu. 
No, no, no. What's the thing that we have that we're oh, flipping through? Oh, it's the through? Google, the new Google TV. Google this TV. This podcast is brought to you by Google TV. Where we're able to look at what everybody's streaming all at the same time. And I see all these, like... like it's like a throwback section. It's a throwback section, but it has all of these incredible people in it. And this I say, movie. This movie. Yeah. And I go, oh my God, this is it. It has, like, all of these amazing A-listers, but when they're super young. Yeah, so we haven't told those, we haven't told Hunter and Drew those yet armpits who it is. of but film where they all got their start. It's funny and though we because the, the trailer, the main, the biggest face, the biggest name on this movie is Brendan Fraser, and I'm Hell but yes. young, but young and hot, and I'm like, okay, where has he been? Is he okay? Is he out of rehab yet? I don't know. In 1992, but in 1992, he was at his peak. So I click it to watch the trailer. And Ernest and I were absolutely appalled. So now we're going to watch this trailer live on pod. The movie is called School Ties. So we're going to go ahead and play it and we're going to get live reactions. I didn't know that this movie existed. I've never and heard I'm, heard of this I'm, movie I'm actually a little worried that you guys are going to see this trailer right now because I was. Wow. I was. I want us to watch this movie on this podcast and have live reactions to what happens in this movie. Just watch this trailer. Story by Dick Wolf. Yeah. Oh my god. This movie. And honestly, I fantasize about if I ever won one of your segments, I would make you guys all watch this. I'm gonna watch it. Oh, you don't have to twist my. Came arm out on here. September 11th. 1992. 1992. 1992. Okay, Brendan Fraser playing football. In like the past, so this ties into um, the scout a little bit with the Brian episode. Yeah. So he's like a quarterback in like the twenties or something. Questionable yeah, if he's a superstar or not. Oh, Matt Damon. Yeah. Matt fucking Damon. Matt Damon looking fine. By the highest Okay, Dead Poet Society vibes, like boys' yes. school. But this, I feel like this was but before wait. Dead No, no, Poets. no. The Dead Poets was 89. Go, okay. Anybody else's expectations beyond we are, but their acceptance of him. He's so different from the other boys. You know everything about them in two minutes. He's a star, Frazier. He's looking like a hunk. <laughs> oh, no. Is he gay? I'm taking care of my girl. Oh, it's Matt Damon's girl. <laughs> the truth about him. <gasps> He's Jewish! <laughs> They wouldn't have rolled the juice. What? Jewish. That's the twist? People are very determined, aren't you? Oh. We have to be, sir. It turns out our golden boy here is a line backstabbing Jew. Whoa! That anti-Semitic Matt Damon. Oh no. He's having naked shower fights. <laughs> I wonder how many they'll be when they do, sir. <laughs> you lied to me. I lied to myself. Maybe we should just go to the head tell me. We can handle this ourselves. Let's just do it. <laughs> go home, Jew, is written white flag with a Nazi symbol. What? School ties. Wow. I... 
Oh my god, we, how we does this watch this movie? real life? I cannot wait to watch this movie. This is fascinating. It made almost $15 million at the box office. It was a flop, though. Yeah, I don't know what the budget was. I mean, Brendan Fraser, million, right, Cole Hauser, and The Matt budget Damon. was $18 million. Oh, yeah, then that was a pretty big flop. Ben Anthony Affleck is Rapp in this? is in here, Ben Affleck, right. Chris O'Donnell... Oh my God! What Just a look find. at the poster. This is what drew me in. Yeah, I'm fascinated by movies like this that they they have all the people and it's the right time. You can tell they're banking off dead poets, and it just totally flopped. Well, because it, the, but the big twist. None of these guys were huge. None of these guys were huge yet. This was there somehow. Now this is maybe something that happens in Hollywood. These guys were able to make a flop, but still become some of the most successful actors in. History. And so, also Dick Wolf. Yeah, so that was my question was do you think that this happened to Dick Wolf? Cuz he is a Jewish man. <laughs> oh my God. Do you think that this is like based on true events from Dick Wolf's life where like he always imagined himself as like the core of the the, or, the quarterback of the football team, the star and then <laughs> Was this a flop but yet it made an impression on our society that no. we just don't know about. No, it like did there's not. been some flops out there no. in the past. Like what are some other flops? Wasn't Donnie Darko a flop? Or yeah, a but that, bit, would, yeah. that would require it to have become a cult hit, and it's not. This it, is not a cult hit. Unless, no one has ever well, heard of this. unless you think that Judaism from? is a cult. Okay, oh. all right. Jesus Christ, Drew. I know, and I, <laughs> I don't, and I Drew. would be if Ernest said that, I would be upset. But it's, it doesn't seem like he did, Drew. So we don't one, have to be mad at Ernest. Uh, let me just tell you right now that one sixteenth of me is very offended. Oh, that you shut said the that. fuck up. Okay, which sixteenth? It's not the one that's related to Deion Sanders, which Hunter also claims, or Brendan. No, there, I never said that I am related to Deion Sanders. I said that my my uncle grew up being very good friends with Deion Sanders. I have met Deion multiple times. He's a very You've nice called fellow. him your uncle. He was he was like my uncle. You called him okay. your uncle in high school. He's my uncle Let away me from ask my you uncle. This. Would a movie like this today even come anywhere oh. near close? No. It's it's not no because uh not because of the content, not because it would be like too, you know, we live in too PC of a society or anything. It's because this is a story of oppression that's about 100% white men. Yeah. And well, okay, so it's not even that. It's that it's trying to be both the sports movie and I feel like this probably there was people involved in this that were just like this will piggyback on the rise. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy had just won the Oscar three years earlier and they're like we have our movie about white black relations. Now let's talk about the relationship between Christianity and Jewish people of the Jewish it's faith. All, yeah it's and like, it's not it's not that it's like a sports movie like but with, like anti-semitism with still exists for sure and of course and it definitely was still going on in the 90s but was it going on enough that they needed a movie about yes a period piece about explicitly just like a guy who's a court is this what na- wait a minute Hunter do you think this happened to Josh Rosen oh my god Okay, so for people who aren't football people who know this, um, Josh Rosen was a first-round quarterback uh, two years ago who was drafted. He was, like, the number 10 overall pick in the draft. He was highly drafted. Like, notably, the first Jewish man ever drafted in the first round of the NFL, or he was the highest-drafted Jewish player ever. Um, He was also cool as hell. Like, he went to UCLA, and he got in trouble because he had, like, a hot tub in his dorm somehow. (laughs) Like yeah. he brought a hot tub into his dorm nice. and he was like, he's, he was a he, chiller. He was having models. He was a cool guy. He played uh, one year. He wasn't great. Uh, but then again, a lot of people aren't great. Their first year and are given more chances. Yeah, and then guess what? He fell off the mat. He's now like, 
he on got, a practice squad. He was somewhere. unfairly maligned. Well, but but was he secretly Jewish? No, his last name's Rosen. So that's the thing. Is like Brendan Fraser's character in this movie is is outed yeah. as a Jew. But yeah. I, I also feel like, like just like you said, they were trying to make a state. There was a reason for this movie. They were like, this is the time. But I think back then, probably what it was was like, oh, no, we kind of like that we don't talk about this. And we kind of like that it's suppressed. And we kind of like that we don't. We don't go to the movies to tell this story. You know what I mean? This is such a good find, Lee. It's insane. I was Damon literally mind blown that I, I've never heard of this before. They were trying. Ever. They were trying to break it, like break yeah. that edge where yeah, they, they were, were like, we're making a statement about Chris... something that's really happening. But there's so many people that to this day don't want to admit that they hold prejudice against Jews. Yeah. That they're just like, let's just push it under the rug. It's fine. I, I I get uh the bad end of that sometimes just because I look Jewish. I hate to say it. This really? Is, this is Are I get you that. Uh, I, right now? Are people, you serious? People ask me if I'm Jewish like a good amount of. So time. I'm not gonna really? I'm not gonna yeah. list I'm not gonna name uh, names of my former employer, but I did have a former employer who would make lots of money jokes towards me and like make very openly racist Jewish jokes towards me because i look jewish and she i still think to this day thinks that i am like fully 100 percent jewish which makes it worse um but i just don't yeah. understand it's like almost like colorism maybe i'm just ignorant but i just don't understand how like you can hold someone's religious status especially like okay someone has dark skin and so you use that as some reasoning behind your fear as to why yeah. you should hold precedent. Like, at least that could give me some reason. But for a white Christian person to, for whatever reason, blanket their ancestral perception of another predominantly Caucasian Jewish person. Well, so I just don't understand. For the, for the extent of this story in this movie... It takes place in the 1950s, and it seems to be set at, like, a Christian prep school from yeah. the looks of it. Yeah. So it's, like, all heightened. So I recommend we watch this thing. Yes, and we make, I'm all in. And, and we, make, uh, we make what we can of it. I mean, just the cast alone and the fact that it's written by Dick Wolf J is Damon, a huge thing. You know, Damon and Leo, when they were teenagers, both had the same face going on. Mm -hmm. um, and they both lost all that jaw definition. Well, this was pre-Titanic. You know, this movie, so it has like This was pre-Titanic and pre-Goodwill um, uh, uh, Hunting. It just fascinates what me, okay, What year did uh, Gilbert Grape come out? That must have been like 95 or 94. So it's this is still before that. I'm just I'm just that? saying because they really because also Fraser that, uh, that was 93. Fraser's so it was another a year one later who like one. you know there are all those videos on like Looper or YouTube. that's like well, uh, why Brendan Fraser won't get cast by Hollywood mm. anymore. And then the thumbnail of the video you can just see a picture <laughs> of him, which is the answer. <laughs> he is ugly now. That I don't know what else. What other information do you need? <laughs> Hollywood only casts attractive people because that's what people and like. Yet to you want to do a Nicolas Cage segment. Well, no, his, he is the nephew of Francis Ford sense. Coppola. Lee. Yeah, that's so that's, that's different. His name is Nicholas Coppola. Yeah, um, that's what Hollywood is. You're either hot or you're someone's son. That's all of Hollywood. This so, is why I'm getting the worst degree you could possibly get. <laughs> But a nice tattoo. Look hey, at that lining. Um, this movie uh, has like kind of like 
tepidly positive reviews. Like it has a sixty five percent on. Rotten I don't. Tomatoes, I don't believe that this or is on, good a, on at Metacritic. All. I think that this is really, really. Bad. I mean, I'm excited to check it out to see we also, this movie. We also, I think, should have known that. Um, this is actually like an all star lineup of dudes who lost their jaws. Yeah, it's nuts. It, like Frazier did. Um, Matt Damon did, but he kind of got it back a little bit. Ben Affleck got it back a little. Chris O'Donnell was supposed to be a massive megastar, yeah. and Robin he and lost Batman. it all, and then he ended up on NCIS LA. Um, but Cole Hauser hasn't fully reached his Benny, Benny Affleck kept a have. big fucking Ernest, fat what head. What was though. that movie that you watched that had the weird guy that lost his mind in his apartment? That was the plot of the movie. Yeah, remember he was like listening in on a conversation. He was oh, the conversation. the conversation. The conversation. They're having a conversation. Okay. I just bring that up because I have a theory that back when it was more socially acceptable to have kind of not so attractive people in. Yeah, Gene Hackman and, is like the prime example of that. like like Law and Order, hey. like like when when things could be good, but you didn't necessarily have to have all the sex appeal. Hackman, Hoffman. So, well, it there's sucks. also another the difference Nero. there in that the conversation is written and directed by Francis Ford Coppola, and this movie is written by Dick Wolf and directed by Robert Mandel, who uh, has gone on to make nothing, literally fucking nothing. This so this killed his well, career. I'm talking about what makes it big today, like what makes it big today, and usually everyone on the cast is hot. That was something that actually was the. The one of the few notes that I had about like Queen's Gambit, everybody was sexy. Ooh. And in my That's opinion, a, that know. is a hot I'm, take. I'm, I mean, even I don't know the if about everybody. Kind of the the twins are fuck ugly and they suck at acting. Okay. The um and then the the eyes close together guy is yeah, just Harry like, Harry Melling. For, Harry Melling. The thing is though, whatever planet he's from, he might be attractive. Thomas, but if you if you compare, <laughs> I think it to, like, Thomas Brody Sangster is a really fucking ugly okay. man. <laughs> Maybe okay. No, maybe it's just no. Here's the thing, Lee. It's two different conversations. Cause you're right that like for like mainstream stuff, everyone has to be hot, and that sucks. But also even older stuff, like you're talking about Gene Hackman. Um, it's really cool that like ugly dudes could get in stuff, but ugly women just never could. I and that sucks. So I still suck. I disagree. You guys are shaming Hunter, Gene Hackman. Which too one much. of us has watched uh more old movies? Uh, yes. Okay. So no, I'm telling you, like it's mostly like dudes have the look of Gene Hackman. That is like a very classic handsome look. It might not be like you like if you're thinking of like old man Gene Hackman, he didn't age. Well, yeah, it's more. Like, it's just more that like he could uh, top line movies even when he was old, being the ugliest man alive. But like, I mean, which think doesn't happen that. anymore. Think about like Paul Newman, who is the greatest actor in the world. Paul Newman to this day is like one of the ha- yeah. Most he was hot. He was hot forever. Ever. That was a, re- that was a will, different era. He I aged hot as hell. I will give you that. But if we compare the Robert ratio Redford, of ugly people in movies to actually getting a majority of really good profound actors to today where i feel like the majority of actors who are really actually pretty good in most circumstances but overwhelmingly hot to the point where i can't fully comprehend their lifestyle because they are beyond hot that's well that's why i like this up-and-coming crop of actors who are like there are a lot of actors coming up who are they're not unattractive at all, but their attractiveness isn't a main feature of them. Like um, Lucas Hedges, for example. Yes. Or Saoirse Ronan, really. Mm-hmm. No one's saying that she's like a hottie. She's like she's just talented. Yeah. And she's like she's very pleasant to look at, but it's not like a you know, it's not a main component of her deal. 
you know, even somebody like Florence Pugh isn't traditionally Listen, like movie Florence, hot. Are, Florence you, talking, Pugh, are no, you talking about Zach Braff right now? No, I'm, no, I'm talking. I'm just talking about if Florence you're looking Pugh, at uh, got cakes. <laughs> I'm just talking about if you're talking about like what a traditional movie woman you looks fall, like in you, your head. Like you that's not her, Florence Pugh. You follow her. Um, Look, I, I love me some Florence. Her ice cream, I, you know, ice cream Insta you know stories. This about no, me. this is you, a classic you. Hunter take. Uh, Florence Pugh is ugly and Gene Hackman is hot. <laughs> I'm looking up old Gene Hackman. He was he was ugly back in the day. I man. think Gene Hackman was like he was kind of a little stud. I know my mom had a crush on Gene Hackman. Everybody had a fucking crush um, on Hackman and Hoffman. Back dude. To Those this, were the guys. I have to say this guy looks like what if you're like a, a Jew, hot guy when there's two guys on Earth, which is what you, it was back if then. If you're a Jew, there was a moment in time when Brendan Fraser was there for you. But okay, uh, well, hold on. Okay. He was no, making so a that's statement a whole... on your behalf. He I'm not going his career on the line. This is for becoming you. an episode. I'm not gonna get into this, but uh, this like, is a whole episode. I, to go back to like how you still had to be somewhat handsome throughout all of Hollywood's history. Look up old uh, Clark Gable. Star no, I'm not saying that you, all ugly men were ugly in movies. I'm you saying did say that. No, you I said, literally didn't. You said, That's insane. You said there, movies didn't exist until there were tons of hot dudes, but there were also like movie stars who were just fuck ugly back then. And I think Gene Hackman's kind of among Leonardo them. DiCaprio I haven't seen one attractive picture of this man. Today. Of course he could. That's why he's Leonardo DiCaprio. Brendan Fraser is not a Jew. He just plays a Jew in this movie, and we're going to see that movie at a later time. But for now, we have to wrap up this segment. So we'll get back to school ties. That's an ugly man, Hunter. I'm How is that saying, your evidence? Hackman? Look yeah. at this guy. He... I'd let him peg me. Okay. Oh, back to you. But not you wouldn't let Florence Pugh peg you, though. That's your loss. Yeah, she... no, no, I'd let her peg me. I'd, I'd get in a menage a trois with him and Zach Braff. I don't why we need to let anybody peg anybody. And here's the thing. I would do, I would like record it and I'd do my own voiceover of it afterwards, recapping the whole thing. Just like, you know. A lot of things happen whenever you're in the middle of a three-way. Yeah, and that's Zach how Brown. and that's how you would uh, I'd excuse it to guy scrub style. I'd <laughs> I'm trying to wrap this up. Okay, so <laughs> we don't have wrap- to, you don't have to wrap up a strap on. It's <laughs> thing can't come. That's a different thing. This We're, is this is the most edited episode no. you're ever going to have to do. Like- we're going to wrap this segment up and we're going to throw it back to alternate me in the episode um so that's it for school ties back to the episode right now and that's our teaser freezer okay thanks uh thanks lee for that uh (laughs) maybe maybe we'll watch that movie one day in this crazy year i I can only hope that we do what else i mean hey we're about to run through 21 things and who knows if any of these things will come out so we might as well just Embrace the chaos. Nothing, nothing like some Brendan Fraser to keep us going. Mm. There is—is mm. is that Darren Aronofsky movie supposed to be this year with Brendan Fraser? It might be. Uh, I will tell you that did not make my list. Um, after Mother, I'm gonna need—I'm gonna need Darren to like pull me back in. Well, let's do this uh, draft style. Mm-hmm. So, and is anything on the table? Yeah. yeah, albums, TV shows, and movies. There's going to be some things that any like babies that might be born. Yeah, new kid just dropped. Yeah, like <laughs> I thought. I thought you meant like the Antichrist or something. Like, <laughs> this, the, Why not Satan's child to bring the end of days? Yeah. Um. Okay. So Hunter, you pitch this segment. So start us off. All right. So twenty-one things. Twenty-one pop culture things. 
that we're looking forward to in God, 2021. You know what we should have done? Is, Hold, I'm sorry. We should have. We should have. Every fucking time. It should have been the 21 TV shows that are starting this year that we're excited for. So we could call it 21 Pilots. Oh, and that was everyone just turned off the podcast because they want to hear that instead. And it doesn't exist. Damn. Well, that is a bummer. Um, Here's one thing that hopefully won't be a bummer. It was probably our most anticipated movie of this year um, in 2020, if we would have done the same list. And it is the new Denis Villeneuve film, Dune. Yep. Denis Um, Villeneuve. I mean, this was the. I hope it comes out. It, it's going to come out in some form. Uh, you, most of the stuff that I have here on my list is stuff that is confirmed because there's no point. I mean, if shit is starting to go into pre production now with like a tentative Christmas Day release date, I'm a little bit more hesitant on putting that something to look forward to because I think that we need to avoid disappointments this year. Dune hopefully will not be a disappointment. I'm so excited for this movie. Everybody knows it. Uh, Everybody's yeah. talking about you being excited. <laughs> I, I I want Timmy in my life, you know? I actually was just at the grocery store earlier today, and I was like, yo, dude, you hear about Ernest? Ernest's views on Dune? Mm-hmm. Yo, the action figures are out now. You're like, you know, uh, Jacob Wool, the old, you know, he used to, the conservative tweeter guy who would be like, I'm at a hipster coffee shop in Brooklyn, and they all are talking about how much they love Trump secretly. <laughs> Like that's what you're doing. Right now. I I mean I'm not secret about that big worm. Hey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ain't nothing secret yeah. about that. There's one in the movie too, not just on Timmy. Yeah. Drew, wait. I should also say, <laughs> Zendaya is Michi. Yes, as we know. Mm-hmm. Excited for Michi. All right, Drew. Um, I I'm there's no strategy here i'm going with what i want to see more than anything else and the thing i want to see the most is the show called the curse which will be on hbo uh created by nathan fielder and the safety brothers Mm -hmm. uh this is a a show right this isn't a movie it is a show it is a a fake version of an hgtv fixer upper show uh in which nathan fielder and emma stone it was recently announced mm-hmm. are playing a couple who fixes up houses and a house that they're fixing up becomes cursed and it becomes a horror story genius shit um yeah really i couldn't i couldn't like draft up a more dream thing for me like it's all of my favorite people together it's all i want to watch so uh, excited it's soon to be dave mccary's baby mama emma stone <sighs> Fuck, man. i mean they are lawfully wedded it's not a baby mama situation but she is pregnant. God damn it, Dave. All right. Um guys took uh two of my uh two of my picks, I got to be honest. Are we doing for so for television, can we do things that already have existed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. just anything like returning or new this year. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to have to go with Robert Eggers the Northman. Yeah, yep. totally, dude. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting this to be um, released this year. There's a small chance that it won't be, but he has been in production uh, shooting this Viking epic with uh, Nicole Kidman and Anya Taylor-Joy mm-hmm. uh, and a bunch of other people. And Alexander Skarsgård, Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe. Oh, Dafoe. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and Hawk is in there too. Mm-hmm. Give it to mm-hmm. me, Eggers. God damn. Give it to me. Uh the less I know this thing, the better. You know, that's how 
that's how the lighthouse hit. I, I didn't really know that much going into mm-hmm. it. That's how hardly knew shit about. Yeah, it. that's how it hits. That's the the how to maximize the effect of these things. So I'm excited for it. It's going to be dope. Hopefully we'll get to see it on a it's, giant screen. It's a difficult balance with Eggman, though, as far as giant screen goes, because you get the like unparalleled sound design and visual design but also you don't get subtitles <laughs> in a theater <laughs> maybe i'll go to a screening for the deaf okay uh, oh yeah there you go closed captioning screening dude i'm just saying i think that eggers is just going to try and make his films less and less articulate and you know what i'm here for it mm-hmm. all right hunter what you got um well mine is a film that uh somebody in our group chat says uh link to something about this movie earlier today and that's my boy Tom Cruise is back in Mission Impossible 7. Mm. Um, this is a movie that's still shooting right now. So for a lot of people, it might be like, oh, well, it get pushed. <clears throat> Tom Cruise refuses to let this thing get pushed. Um, I'm on an the phone article- with every producer of every company. You're done. You're fucking done. Um, They're yeah. looking at us. An article was sent uh, to our group chat today that Tom Cruise has reportedly bought two robots to ensure COVID safety on Mission Impossible 7 and 8, which are shooting at the same time. They will finish this I do not even know what costs. that means. <laughs> like, how are these robots enforcing this? But that's awesome. Um, I, despite him, I fucking love Tom Cruise. I love the Mission Impossible franchise. Uh Six Fallout was the best one yet, and so I just can't wait to see where Christopher McQuarrie and team go from here. Mm. 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 Good mm. shit, mm. Mm. <laughs> Drew. What you got? I'm gonna go with Last Night in Soho. Yes, um, Edgar Wright. Edgar mm-hmm. Wright. Yeah, his first uh, more like it seems like it's more of a pure horror film, not just like dabbling in horror. Um, he's never done that before. Uh, I'm not a, an Edgar Wright stan, I couldn't say. Uh, I I was really, really not into Baby Driver, which is his last movie. Um, but I still think he has he has plenty of gas in the tank. He's a young fellow, um, and he's made some incredible shit. I've rewatched Shaun of the Dead over Christmas break. And uh, yeah, it's like Edgar Wright is like very cute. And sometimes you, you want to sort of be like, I get it, man. Like you're doing some you're doing your things. <laughs> you're doing your little tricks. Uh, but I think watching how those can be applied to horror is going to be really fun because uh, Shaun of the Dead has some horrifying fucking moments yeah. in it. And it's, you know, juxtaposed with like a joke a half second later. So what if he just lets the scary just sit there? I'm sure there'll be plenty of fun in there. Yeah. And fun starring and uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Dude, and she's a star. And Thomas and McKenzie mm-hmm. from uh, Jojo Rabbit, who's a great actress. She was great in that movie. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, okay. My pick is going to be the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Yep, Soggy Bottom. Which so, we don't know anything about. Here's the thing. I would have had that number one overall, but I know nothing about this movie, and I don't know if it's actually coming out this yeah, year. Yeah, but it's Paul Thomas It's PTA, Anderson. though. So that is the, he is the exclusion, the ex- the exclusion that proves the rule when he, it comes to this. He will give us something at least interesting at most the greatest thing you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, with Bradley Cooper for the first time. Um, and it's another period piece. He he's just at another threshold compared to other people. So anything he sees on there. Yeah. Um, I said the exclusion that proves the rule, which is not a phrase. I want to be very clear about that. It is the exception that proves <laughs> that. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, he is the greatest working filmmaker that we have right now. So yes, anything that he makes, here for right away. Um, next up on my list, um, I'm gonna go with a movie that was supposed to come out this year. It was supposed to be a big awards contender. It is the new Wes Anderson movie, The French Dispatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I mean, is going to be got to come out this year. It's gonna, I, it's completed. Yeah. It like, it was supposed to be a huge, huge front runner for a lot of stuff. I mean, this is of course the first live action Wes Anderson movie since Grand Budapest Hotel. He made Isle of Dogs too, but this is the one that everybody is all in. The cast for this movie is just probably the best cast ever. More for. A uh, for any Wes Anderson movie, which is really saying something because all of his films, he just gets the best fucking dudes. You said Timmy's in here, Saoirse Ronan, Elizabeth Moss, Francis McDormand, Tilda Swinton, Ed Norton, Bill Murray, Christopher Waltz, Adrian Brody, Willem Dafoe, Benicio Del Toro, Owen Wilson, Lee Schreiber, Jason Schwartzman, Angelica Hudson. I could just go on and on reading the list of names in this thing. Love Wes Anderson. Super hyped about this movie. Nice. Great pick. Um, I'm going to go. You're going to be mad at me, Ernie. I'm going to take Chicago Med season six. You got to be. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. This is, you know, the NBC <laughs> cornerstone now, show. Now we know how well, Drew's going to pad out his best of 2020 list. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with all yeah like I, <laughs> You can have Chicago, Chicago fire. Chicago. Okay. You can have Chicago PD. Chicago PD season five. I'm taking Chicago med baby. (laughs) No, I am going to take a season of an already established show, which last season Mm -hmm. became my favorite show succession Succession. season three, because uh, it's really rare that a show is it's close to top tier in season one, at least in my mind it was. And in season two, I think it made a significant leap. Like it improved uh, more than I thought it could. Uh, and so I just want to see if that is even like legitimately a possibility because uh, the only shows that are, start off great and keep making leaps are the all time best shows. Like something like Breaking Bad is like that, where it just you're like, how does it keep getting better up to a certain point, arguably? But th- that's like what I'm starting to look at when I watch Succession, like something that is going to stick in my head forever. It's just it's so good. Great. Great pick. Uh, I'm curious to see how they handle the events of the last 12 months in the writing process because they, I think, I think they're skipping it. Oh, like showing the pandemic. I think they're not yeah. talking about it. No, but it's going to influence the story to, in some extent. Like the, the, <laughs> the state of the world is going to weigh over the writing staff mm. to some degree, even if they're not like, depicting it exactly as we're seeing it yeah, play out in reality. They're, yeah, they're not addressing it at all. It's actually going to be um, something called COVID-20 mm-hmm. that is ravaging. Okay, gotcha. Um, gotcha. Uh, ravaging the country known as America too. <laughs> Instead <laughs> of being a respiratory disease, it's like a bowel disease. Everybody's shitting themselves. Yeah, you start... Dying of dysentery. That, dysentery? that would be cool. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We'll see what we. We get. need like a vintage plague. We need a. We need a. Yeah. We need like witch doctors with. The, I want. Yeah. I want masks. the big hats. Yeah. Or the big masks. Um. That's probably insensitive. I'm probably being insensitive to countries where people do die of like dysentery yeah. <laughs> because like and mosquitoes, witch and doctors, and yeah, and witches. <laughs> Sorry to the Wiccans. 
Uh, well, in that vein, I'll pick a show and I'll do Atlanta season three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been probably three to four years since we've gotten Atlanta. Was it 2018 that season two came yep. out? Um, so we're due for whatever Donald Glover and, and company have next. Um, I'm sure they haven't been able to film anything with the pandemic, but they've been working on it. They've been in pre-production writing it. Uh, from the ending of season two it seems like it's gonna be a europe show you know perhaps at least abroad to some extent maybe for a couple episodes maybe not the whole season um so atlanta's going international and i'm excited to see what they do with it Mm -hmm. it's you know one of the best shows on tv so season three baby let's see what they can they can bring it's been a while um i'm also gonna go uh a little bit uh, different with my pick. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. I know I've never had a discussion with you guys about this film that's coming out this year, but that is the documentary from Peter Jackson, The Beatles Get Back. Mm. Ooh, I don't know Nick. if you guys watched the featurette that was released. It's no. like five, six minutes or so of just the Beatles hanging out. And I just like it took me back to being a little kid again and listening to the Beatles because the whole thing is this isn't going to be one of those documentaries that's covering like the last days of the Beatles or like the breaking up of the band or anything like that. This is the Beatles like when they are at the peak of their powers, when they are still just like thriving. They're the biggest thing in the world and they're all relatively getting along. At least that's what we'll get back era is like the last thing they do before they call it quits. I think, well, no, but I, at least from where the featurette is, cause I mean, it is like based around, uh, let it be. So like yeah, that last, last that last album, yeah. but like, it just kind of looks like them having fun still, even if it is shot in the post, um, he's got white claws. Oh, we just ripped yes. the fucking lid off this time shit. to fucking shatter this glass of water that I'm drinking. Um, we got to shut you out on air. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I can't wait for this. Of course, Peter Jackson is a god in every way after we did extensive look and breakdown of every Lord of the Rings movie this year. Um, and I can't wait for a great Beatles documentary because I feel like that's been sorely missed. There's a couple of great ones. I mean, Hard Day's Night is like kind of the go to for like the original. That's the very origin of the Beatles is there's that the Ron Howard one. There's the Ron Howard um, one. Eight days a week. Right. Eight days a week is another big one. But like, I want to see more late stage Beatles content. Um, did you see Peter Jackson's World War One movie? Um, what was it called? Uh, like, they shall they, not become men. Something like some shit like it's, that. Yeah. It's something similar. Actually, I, I they shall meaning, not grow old. I'm yeah. meaning to check it out. I heard great things. Mm-hmm. That's a great pick. All right, Drew. Uh, number four. Well, gang, it's a steal at number four. Uh, I'm thinking Kendrick Lamar is going to release an album this year. He fucking better, bro. We need it. So it's tough with albums this year because you just don't know. Like, I'd love to put Frank Ocean on my list, but who knows with that guy? What's... You could never put Frank Ocean on any list. Like, <laughs> yeah, that. you're He's just wasting my, a pick. Him, Kendrick Lamar, they're my top anticipated things every year. Yeah. But it's just a matter um, of whether or not they'll come. Kendrick has been in the stud, confirmed, and Absol recently. Uh, like I don't think he was supposed to say he's signed a top dog, of course. Like that, so he's in the know, and he said that Kendrick, there's new Kendrick on the way. Uh, I'm just, I'm assuming it's this year. It's been a few years. Uh, for me personally, I want a bit of a rebound from Damn. Uh, mm-hmm. which is like so. 
uh, greedy of me to demand is like, oh, don't give me a nine, bro. Give me a ten, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, but I couldn't anticipate any other musician anymore than this. Yeah, I I'm sure we'll get it. I just I hope it's sooner rather than later. Um, okay, I'm gonna stick with TV for at least this next pick uh, and pick Barry season three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the longer we go without Barry, the more likely we are to forget how amazing this show is. Mm-hmm. And I just want people to remember how exceptional this fucking Don't, show yeah, is. Yeah, do not forget. <laughs> yeah, because it's like we get flooded with so much shit that it's like, oh, you know, it's been a year plus now since we saw what, what happened with Barry and the gang. And it left off on a fucking cliffhanger. So we need to see what happens next in this story. Um, and it's just, you know, a perfect blend of comedy and thrilling action and suspense and a little bit of mystery in there. Uh, great performances all around. Uh, Henry Winkler, um, Sarah Goldberg, I believe her name is. Just just a amazing show i i really really hope they're able to get back into production i know the reality of a production right now is really tense if especially if they're shooting in la like barry um because it's like a COVID epicenter right now so if they haven't been able to go into production they're not going to be able to for a while i know i know they're trying like they're you know they're working with what they can but numbers are looking rough so hopefully they'll be able to to get it um out this year but Stay safe out there, uh, Bill Hader and gang. You you guys, uh, you know, take your time, but I'm waiting for when it's ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great pick. Um, you guys have snatched up most of the TV on here. I will, um, I will put this on here because uh, one because I more so like I am intrigued by the show, but also what it's going to do for the service. And that is Amazon's Lord of the Rings TV show. I was really hesitant about whether or not the show was going to get pushed or not, but they are starting to release some like plot snippets of what's going on. And of course they're filming it in New Zealand where they're, they're doing good right now. They're fine. <laughs> so um, they confirmed that the show is going to focus on the humans in middle earth. And they'll predate the events of the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. Um, so that gives me hope that we will get this show that will stick to its 2021 original release date. Also, I'm just fascinated to see what the show does for Amazon Prime. I mean, this is a $250 million show, like just the rights alone were $250 million, and then they're spending 100 to $150 million every season. So this is going to be a huge, loud show. Will it be able to capture the same cultural influence that Game of Thrones did? This was their big play, and it's just a matter we'll of whether see. or not it'll pay off. I I honestly doubt it, but it's I'm a just, big I'm, brand. I'm fascinated, but just to see what's going to happen with this thing, along with hoping that's going to be good. But you know, I don't think it'll be as good as the movies. But I mean, that's I don't think it will be either. But that's also the highest bar yeah. to set. I hope that it's different enough. Yeah. It, yeah don't give a, me don't give me mandalorian pandering to the fans and because it's a prequel makes me think that hopefully it will avoid those pitfalls but we'll see we'll see drew i'll take the the green knight yep. whoa great good yeah pick. Wow. that's on that's I, I was hovering between that and have you seen a ghost story uh no 
Uh, David Lowry is the man. I love David Lowry's philosophy of one for you, one for me, where he's just like, I'll make Peach Dragon for you, but then I get to make this weird A24 movie that we're going to have a uh, board D&D style game based off of it. Yeah, we played the D&D game. And yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm into it. Let's <laughs> do it. Dope. Um, not Deb to, Patel. Yeah, not to mention uh, Deb Patel rocks. It, the look of it is just awesome. Like it just it has a it has quite the vibe. Yeah, this was another one that was supposed to come out in 2020 and they just pushed it. So it's at some point going to see the light of day. It's supposed to have a I think they just pushed it a full year because they really want this to be a summer movie. So hopefully in July, we'll be able to go to theaters more safely and we so. can see this movie in a big movie theater. Um, I'm going to do another TV pick. And this one is very partial to my taste and the, the things that I have been gravitating to the last couple of years. And that's the next season of American Crime Story impeachment. Um, really glad that this got pushed because it was supposed to come out during the election and they pushed it. Uh, so it's supposed to come out sometime this year. Um, it's about the Bill Clinton impeachment. And uh, you got Beanie Feldstein as uh, Monica Lewinsky. So, you know, I know that um, what's his name? Ryan Murphy has had a terrible track record. Oh, Lee now has uh, banana bread. Thank oh, you. Yes. Yummy. Oof. Courtesy of Ooh. me. <laughs> Oh my! You're welcome, God. boys. Man, thanks for watching Great British Bake Off so much, Ernest. <laughs> Just the smell. So yeah, and we've also got um, John or who is it that plays? Um, I just had it pulled up. Oh my God! Who is it that plays Bill Clinton? In what? In the um in the upcoming impeachment. Um. Let's see, Mar- Margot Martindale's in there. Sarah Paulson's in there. Paula Jones is in there. I could be vamping for you, but I'm just eating banana bread instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I think it, I think it's Clive Owen. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a choice. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> I'm excited to see this. I was a huge fan of People versus OJ Simpson and Assassination of Gianni Versace. I know that. Um, Ryan Murphy's track record has just been kind of abysmal lately since he got his um, Netflix deal. But this is back on FX where we saw the first two American Crime Story seasons. And this is his strongest work by far, um, especially because it's I don't think it's him kind of dictating everything. It's him kind of letting these actors kind of cook and 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 really like pushing the style and. Not that it's the the other show the um, Gianni Versace was way more stylized than um, O.J. Simpson, but it's just there. It just kind of oozes with this like flavor that is unlike anything else. So I'm excited. I mean, Clive Owen is Bill Clinton. Like, sure. (laughs) What casting, man? Wow. Beanie Feldstein. You know, she's she's on a, on a rise mm-hmm. of her own. So I'm excited to see what she does as. Louisiana. I could see her getting I mean, without seeing this show yet, I could see this being the year where like 
people are like, oh, it's time that we give Beanie Feldstein a trophy. Like she gets an Emmy for this. And also, well, and also it's like one of those historical correction right. things because the way that Lewinsky was treated during the impeachment, we we have like the foggiest of memories of it, but it is absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. if, if you watch any like live shows from the late 90s, whose line? The Lewinsky jokes are unbelievable. They're so crass and like demeaning toward just her. It, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Right, um, so mine is probably not going to be close to the best movie of the year. But as soon as I heard about this movie, I was like, yes, shoot this in my fucking bloodstream tomorrow. Mm, free guy. It's <laughs> it's a movie called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever heard of this movie? Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. I'm going to give the, the plot summary on IMDb. It's a cash-strapped Nicolas Cage agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire superfan's birthday party, but is really an informant for the CIA since the billionaire fan is a drug kingpin and gets cast in a Tarantino movie. Oh, Nick Cage is playing himself. The drug kingpin is Pedro Pascal. Oh, also featuring Neil Patrick Harris, Tiffany Haddish. What? What? Yeah. (laughs) Um, this movie sounds absolutely. Who's it's supposed this? to come out in two months. It's supposed to come out in March. Oh, we got to get going with our cage. Uh, yeah, no. Month. As well, soon as I heard, we haven't about- announced it to the audience yet. We've been teasing it, but we are doing a Nicolas Cage series, doing- and it's going to lead right up into the unbearable weight of massive talent. Which I am so fucking hyped for this movie. On, the guy the who made it, unbearable weight, weight of massive of talent. Massive- and, and incredibly close. The guy who, <laughs> the guy who wrote this movie, it, he hasn't really like been able to do much. All of his jobs kind of seem like paycheck jobs. Like he wrote uh, that awkward moment, and then he was what? a writer on the show Ghosted, which is a show that had potential, but then I mean it was on Fox, so you could only do so much with that show. Um, but I don't care. I don't even care if this movie is a train wreck. I'm so excited for this thing. Like, give this to me tomorrow. Dope. All right. True. It's called Untitled Bo Burnham Project. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, this was announced, like, uh, probably early last year. Uh, Eighth Grade is one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, and it's the only thing he's ever directed. He's not directing this, but he did write it. Um, the director is someone named uh, Amy York Rubin, who's directed a lot of TV, like mostly comedy TV. Um, and this is starring Jabuki Young White, which mm-hmm. is yeah. So that that plus Bo is the reason that this was like all over my radar. Uh, that's a you know that's huge. It's huge that Jabuki is starring in a movie. Uh, although he, you know he's already he's basically like been blown up at this point. Like he's he's everywhere. Um, still Famous not- of um, posing as the cat's Twitter and getting banned. Yeah, posing as the FBI's Twitter and getting banned, posing as I think the White House Twitter and getting banned. <laughs> um, the very minimal information that we have is that it's about two high schoolers who are outcast. Uh, Jabuki's character because he is gay, and then the other lead girl uh, because she is fat. So they're both outcasts in high school, and they team up and like start wearing like superhero uh, outfits and like like try to get back at the bullies uh if we're anywhere near the realm of eighth grade that's not going to go well for them <laughs> and i'm excited to see uh like some really hard to watch uh like i don't know yeah it, it might not be that heightened or like not heightened i guess you would say it might not be that 
just raw down to earth mm-hmm. but uh still just excited for whatever Bo writes dope um all right we got to get through these last couple picks because we're running out of time so i'm gonna go with quiet place part two mm-hmm. another rollover from last year that was uh rescheduled i want to see this movie i i want to fucking see it i i don't have to see it in a movie theater so whatever they figured out over at Paramount, I know they're probably struggling for money right now and are maybe holding on to this and what is it? Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Mission Impossible. Is Mission Paramount Impossible. Too. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, Paramount execs. I want to see this movie. I know it's done. I know it's ready. Uh, give it to me. So... I'll pay, you know, 20 bucks for it or whatever you want me to do. I'm excited for it. I love the first one. Want to see the second one. Uh, Give it to me. Quiet Place Part 2. I mean, you mentioned uh, one that I'm going to have on here. And, you know, I got to stay true to myself here. And, you know, Top Gun Maverick has to be on my list. Your Um, final pick. Yeah. It's got to be on there. I'll buzz your tower any day. (laughs) And that's how I feel for all of you guys. Um, Top Gun absolutely kicks ass i've seen that movie probably like dozens of times now throughout my life i think i've watched that movie three times this year alone because that movie just it puts a smile on my face it's like 90 minutes and it's just a fucking blast i can't wait to see this movie um to see this movie this get to get back into this world with Maverick and see where we go from here. Val Kilmer's coming back as well as Tom Cruise. Miles Teller's joining the fray. Uh Glenn Powell, who's a guy who I kinda like he's starting to have a little bit of a moment. Um like I, I could see this kind of putting him more on the map for casual audiences because this movie I like Glenn Powell. If, we are, I mean, yeah, he's big in a, everybody wants some, a very underseen. And then he's in like, um, what is it? Set it up or something. Yep. Set it up as which well. Which is, yeah, that's a very popular Netflix rom-com, which uh, was good. Um, But yeah, I just, I can't wait to get back into this world. I, uh, I really just want that vaccine already so that I can go and see this in as loud a movie theater as possible on July 2nd when it's laid to come Let's out. Let's all go. You fucking Let's sheep. all do it. Mm. Let's do it, baby. Daddy Cruz. Here's here's something that no one is talking about at all. Um, Guillermo del Toro is making a movie. Yep. It's coming out in December. Uh, he's writing and directing it. It's called Nightmare Alley, and it's starring Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Willem Dafoe, Tony Collette, Richard Jenkins, Ron Perlman, Rooney Mara, and David Strathairn. Yep, it's on my list. I like. Why is this, this not higher? The Shape of Water is really good. I like it. You know, it has the the best picture curse on it, I guess. <laughs> but like, this is Guillermo del Toro making a movie with a massive cast and co-writing it, which is a big deal to me. Um, it, it's about an ambitious Carney, played by Bradley Cooper, with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words, hooks up with a female psychiatrist, Blanchette, who's even more dangerous than he is. So, uh, you know, battle of uh, the whites being cunning. <laughs> Hey, but he's a Mexican, so he'll he'll make Bradley him Cooper do some is. weird shit. Yeah. GDT. You know, you're ugly. <laughs> shit, fucking. Ugly. That, yeah, that's how they. That's like their <laughs> their witticism battle. <laughs> you're fucking ugly. Um, Bradley Cooper is really good, and 
it's it's easy to be like oh you know like jack off motion like oh star is born oh we had my uh lovely girlfriend edda made us watch the a-team remake the other night <laughs> and it's like unbearably bad now you're making a habit of making me remember awful bradley cooper <laughs> i know you just this and all about steve this was shoved away in the back <laughs> part of my brain the, that it, i never wanted it to is see again. this movie is incomprehensible it's it, so it's so nothing bad. it's shot like a montage it literally, yeah it's, it's, it's it moves so quickly it doesn't feel like you're watching a movie it moves it's like, like an, something it's like a two hour trailer and it's two and a half hours um it's crazy and you know who's really really great in a horrible movie is bradley cooper he, in every single scene, he's never doing anything yeah. wrong. Well, after we watch Kitchen Confidential, I'm probably going to want to watch Burnt, which is his other cooking content film. Maybe that's what I'm, I was thinking of, because I was thinking of a more dramatic cooking thing he did. Is this more dramatic? Burnt? Burnt? I don't know. I've never seen it. I want to. I want more Bradley Cooper cooking content. Um. All right. My final pick is a movie that may be pushed to 2022. Uh, I, It's very likely that it'll be pushed. But in the event that it does come out, Matrix 4. I don't think it's going to be pushed. I think that it'll come out. It's a determined... We'll see if it comes out in movie theaters. I think... But. Yeah, I think there's a good chance that Matrix 4 gets pushed um, straight to the bottom of my trash can. And why do you say that? Because it's the Matrix 4. When of, when's the last good thing the Wachowskis made? Speed Racer, uh, Cloud Atlas, true. <laughs> yeah, so being, true. Being generous, it's what eleven years ago, twelve, Thir- thirteen, thirteen years, thirteen years ago, Ernie. <laughs> and it's not even that good. It's just like it's like visually stunning. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know. I, I'm hope I hope this is visually stunning. I mean, they, they're bringing Keanu back. They're bringing a lot of the supporting ca- cast back. They got some new cast members in there, including Yaya Abdul Mateen. So you know. We're in the Matrix right now, and it's collapsing in on itself. So maybe Matrix 4 is what gets us out of the collapse so we can unplug. Yeah. You never know. Um, Can I run through, like, super speed round of a couple other things excited for? Malcolm and Marie coming out next month. Written and directed by Sam Levinson, starring Zendaya and John David Washington. We're going to be talking about it. Comes out February 5th. Uh, Bond, No Time to Die. You know, maybe. Uh, King Richard. About Serena and Venus Williams' father starring oh, Will, Will Smith. Smith. Yeah. That could be uh, Will Smith's big Oscar push movie. Really hyped for that. Uh, Ridley Scott is back, question mark, with two movies slated to come out this year. The Last Duel with Adam Driver, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Gucci uh, starring Lady Gaga. I guess she's still going. To um, try to as well as Adam Driver, Jeremy Irons. The Card Counter, new Paul Schrader movie starring Ooh. Oscar Isaac. Fast Ooh. Nine. Space Jam, A New Legacy. Shout out to Adam Sidorius. We need to watch Fast 9 and have Adam on. Yes. Of course. Please, dear God. 100%. Um, 3,000 Years of Longing, the new George Miller movie. His first movie since Mad Max Fury Road. A um, couple of albums on here. Uh, give a shout out to their probably coming out, New Billie Eilish. She released a single, SZA. Um, yes, Travis um, Scott has already announced he's making a new album, Utopia. I'm very hopeful for new SZA. That's going to be dope. Also, um, I'm pretty sure Isaiah Rashad might as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like a big TDE year. Yeah, because they've been quiet for a while now. Can I shout out a couple more albums? Do you have any other albums written down? Um, no, go ahead with the albums. No Name, mm-hmm. Lord, 
Frank Ocean, maybe question mark, question mark. Danny Brown is supposed to be dropping something. Uh, and like we mentioned last week with Danny, uh, Arcade Fire and War on Drugs are supposed to be dropping. So Yep. Hype for those. A um, couple more movies in the Heights. Questionable yes, about. I, I excited for that. it, though. That's a theater one for yeah. me, though. It's like, how do we make that happen without endangering people another movie that's coming out next month judas and the black messiah yeah we'll talk about that new kugler sure. movie it's already on the slate that we're talking about that um don't worry darling new olivia wilde movie next goal wins a new taika waititi movie a new jonathan glazer movie was announced uh i rewatched under the Who's skin oh like skin. a month okay. ago that movie is fucking stone cold masterpiece i love that movie are we, are we gonna get to see bad trip Eric Andre, is that happening? I think oh, when is yeah, done. Bad Trip. I think yeah, that's that was... coming out on Netflix. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, Maybe. I don't know when that's like going to come out. It's, but... it's coming out on streaming somewhere. Uh, Halloween Kills. I'm excited for that. Spiral. The trailer is honestly dope, or the teasers the for saw, it. The, the Saw, saw origin story with Sam Jackson and Chris Rock. Uh, Many Saints of Newark. I've never been a huge. I've never gotten into the Sopranos, but I want yeah, to I gotta, I gotta to watch that movie. Um. And then a couple, we never really, uh, we don't talk too much about games, video games so much on this podcast, but God of War Ragnarok oh, is, is coming out this year. Oh, Breath of the Wild 2 coming out this year and Resident Evil 8 Village, uh, which all of which, yes, give me that shit immediately. And then whatever the fuck Disney does. I just want to see what the MCU on D plus is. Eternals. Eternals. Spider-Man 3 is supposed to come out this year. We'll Maybe. see about that. Uh, I don't know. Division comes out tomorrow. Yeah. So we'll check that out. Um, <laughs> Greta Gerwig is supposed to be making another mm-hmm. movie. I wrote that one down. Also, the final season of Better Call Saul, hopefully, depending on their shooting schedule, will be this year. And Barry Jenkins made a show called Underground yeah. for Amazon Prime um, about an alternate universe where the Underground Railroad was an actual railroad. So. Whatever that is. <laughs> Barry Jenkins sure, is a genius. Sure, Barry. So we'll see what we do with that. In terms of movies, we've pretty much named everything. I think you mentioned that Babylon, the Damien Chazelle yeah. one, is pushed to 2022. Um, so, you know, let's uh, let me just uh, should we just each one of us do our seven or do you guys want me to do all of them? Do you guys write them down? I, I didn't write them down. You, okay, can just, do you can just list them up. So here are 21 most anticipated things in 2021. Hunter picked Dune, Mission Impossible 7, The French Dispatch, Get Back, The Lord of the Rings, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and Top Gun Maverick. Drew picked The Curse, Last Night in Soho, Succession Season 3, The New Kendrick Lamar Album, The Green Knight, Untitled Bo Burnham Project and Nightmare Alley. And then my picks were The Northman, Untitled PTA Project, I guess Soggy Bottom for now. No way, though. No. (laughs) I hope it's called Soggy Bottom. That kicks ass. Atlanta Season 3, Barry Season 3, Impeachment American Crime Story, A Quiet Place Part 2, and Matrix 4. So those are 21 things to be excited for in 2021. Uh quick estimate what what percentage of this stuff do you think is actually going to come out i think the tv stuff the tv stuff and the stuff that's done will come yeah, out yeah i think that's why i tried to for my name mostly stuff that i know is either in post or is completed so i'd say yeah 80 plus yeah hopefully thanks for listening 
Um, we still got a couple more listomanias <laughs> to get out for you. We got best TV, best films of 2020, and then a uh, an extra special listomania for you when we're uh sharing our top 10 movies that we watched for the first time in 2020 with a special guest do, yeah and we should do movies and shows like in the same list just like top 10 things we watched for the first time yep. yeah because i don't i don't i didn't watch 10 shows for no but just time, like the top so. 10 things we saw okay, finally yep. we can we can do that so that's coming at you in the next couple weeks and then like we mentioned we are doing a nicholas cage series and the bradley cooper kitchen show so those are things to look forward to in the near future beyond that we'll see what comes around the corner uh we got hbo max releasing a bunch of stuff um so we'll keep it real we'll keep it interesting we'll keep it wabammy so thanks for listening rate review subscribe follow us email us donate thanks to all the donors for donating all that good stuff take care bye bye bye